and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world. Hello and welcome to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed. And today it is Hugh Hattrick in the hot seat. Normally it's Fraser doing his take of the week. Uh, and blethering away for hours and hours, but managing to get a remarkable number of listeners. So Fraser challenged me to do my own podcast. For uh, By the end of the month, he said, you're going to do a podcast. So tonight, it's uh, nine o'clock, and uh, I'm going to do a podcast on all my speciality subjects. Um, and starting off uh, on the list of subjects is going to be cars and um, tonight I'm going to show you and introduce you to some of the best deals I believe out there on the internet so if you are looking for a new car this is the program to listen to there are simply thousands of deals out there today um, the dealers in Britain are doing their utmost to shift cars and I've been trailing the ads on the web on all over and with some of my own private contacts as I used to be in the motor trade and I'm going to give you some of the best deals that are out there today. And later on, uh, I'll also give you a write-up of the Infiniti Q50 Sport Diesel Automatic, which was a car I drove last week. Um, it was great fun, I actually did enjoy it, so I'll give you the review a bit later on. And then we'll get on to things like politics, uh, to question time, which was a classic one, I thought, last week with um, David Stark. It's always good when he's on board. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a good week. And today I was watching uh, the Daily Politics this morning just uh, uh, for about half an hour and saw all the issues that they were discussing there. So there's certainly lots to be getting on with. Um, it was quite an interesting one because it was all about the Chilcot inquiry, which of course has been delayed. Now they're going to say that it's not going to be released uh, till after the general election. And this has cost over £10 million already and people are really just desperate to get a result to see what's happening. Uh, because it was, you know, most of the MPs out there didn't vote for the Iraq war. Uh, and this is, I think, there's going to be some fairly critical reviews, especially regarding Tony Blair and some other uh, rather famous MPs who may find themselves in a bit of trouble. And I think that's why the delay is there. And so that's what the, the, the theories are coming out on, on the BBC and other programmes as well, is that why does it, does it have to take this long? But there's so many things happening, especially in terms of freedom of speech, uh, with in terms of these with the terror um, acts that were committed in Paris two weeks ago, and now with the legislation that's going through for governments to be able to hold our information uh, by email. In some ways, I don't mind some of it, but I do think they've got to be careful uh, because what we're going to have left, you know, you know what, especially in terms of saying things, you know, I always find that political correctness. It's a it's a way for not telling the truth, for not stating what the facts are. And if we're not careful, we're going to throw away that freedom of speech, especially for people who hold, um, you know, Christian beliefs, um, because they're they're being put under the same brush. And if we say, well, this is what we believe, we're not trying to offend people. We're simply saying this is what we believe as as Bible believing Christians. We can find ourselves in real trouble. And I think you know, as a country. Um, as what some of the commentators have been saying is we need to be able to be offended you know 
and and uh, and not not be so easily offended and actually say, well, you know, sometimes people are going to say things that we might not like, but at the end of the day, there's no point taking them to court, you know, over silly things like that. They should really just be able to, um, you know, turn the other cheek quite, quite literally, um, you know, and uh, and rise above it. But that will come later on. We'll go back to politics a bit later. But uh, it's my hope that all the listeners out there, you're having a good week and you've started the year well. Um, I have to admit, I was starting trying to do my, uh, you know, every, every New Year's resolutions that last about two days, if you're lucky. Um, and my, my one was, I thought, right, need to lose at least a stone in weight. I thought, I'm going to be going on holiday at some point in the year. I thought, I need to look, look reasonable, at least, for the, for the uh, photos. And, uh, and it actually got off to quite a good start, you know, better than I thought, only because I had a chicken curry at the weekend, and that gave me a horrendous case of the trots. But that's enough on that. So, let's get on to cars. Well, if you're driving while you're listening to this just now on your dab radio, or if you've downloaded it on your phone and you're listening to it, it's, the car world is something else. Apart from if you're like me, wanting to have a new series of Top Gear on as soon as possible, um, trying to find a good deal on a car can really be quite difficult. But I've been searching the classifieds, and for many years I was involved in the motor trade, still am to some degree, uh, keep up my contacts and, and always keeping up with good deals. And now I, I think the prices of cars have come down really to some of the lowest we've ever seen. For example, uh, for a while the Dacia Sandero has been available for £5,995, which is a pretty good deal. That's a 1.2-litre five-door car, um, and it gets a good review. In fact, people like what car are giving it a very good review. You can have things like a radio added for less than £200, and then you can get higher-spec versions for less than £7,000. So in, that, in terms of a five-door kind of Renault Clio-sized car, the, the Dacia is no doubt a pretty good car. And it always makes me laugh because 20 years ago, when, they, when it used to be called Dacia, they used to make a, a, a Dacia Jeep, um, and it was so bad... People used to joke you couldn't actually give them away in raffles. Uh, they were, you did, people would actually hand them back. Um, but nowadays I can kind of quite happily say that the Dacia or Dacia range is much, much better. In fact, the, the Dacia Duster is probably one of the best uh, value 4x4s you can get because even the top of the range is literally £15,500. And if you look on some of the deals on the internet or if you want to contact me on the email at hattrickandramsey at gmail.com then I'll happily introduce you to some of the dealers that have them even cheaper than that. So, um, let's go through some of these deals. We have, uh, if you're looking for a small car, maybe perhaps you have uh, a member of the family who's just passed a driving test and you want to get them in another car rather than your own car, um, then the Suzuki Alto is a very good alternative. Uh, Again, it's just a one-litre, five-door car. Uh, normally listing at about 5995 because some of the Suzuki dealers have had a VAT-free offer. But it is possible to get them even cheaper than that. Uh, from some of the contacts I've got, they're actually selling them at just £5,495. So that must be surely one of the cheapest cars on the market today. It is £5,495. Um, things like the Fiat Panda. Um, if you're prepared to do what we call a personal contract purchase... Um, there are dealers out there that basically if you put £106 down as a deposit and then it's £106 a month over, I think it was four years, the deal that I saw. Uh, basically, the, the, the price is £6,145, I think, overall. 
um, because uh, if you take the Fiat Finance, they're contributing over a thousand pounds, and the dealer is contributing also a, a discount of two thousand pounds. So basically, you're getting um, just about three thousand pounds off that price of the car. So it should be nine thousand altogether, and you're getting it for just over six. And the thing is, second hand, you'll be troubled to find uh, a five door Fiat Panda for less than maybe five or six thousand, and it could be three years old. It's incredible the prices that dealers want for you know two and three year old small cars. Um, you could you could run that car for a year and you'd probably maybe lose a thousand pound at very most, if if that. Certain people will pay more. Certain areas of the country will pay more, um, and even we buy any car will probably give you quite a good deal if you did have to sell it after a little while. But one of the dealer groups um, I want to promote, and they haven't paid me to do it, just just wanted to mention them because they are actually they're doing a big sale at the moment and they have a lot of cars out for sale at some cracking crack prices, and that's the Arnold Clark sale. And now they've got dealers across Scotland and England, um, and some of their deals have been pretty good, actually. I have to admit, I helped a, a, a customer buy a Kia uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they saved basically less than... It was, that car was only three years old, and it was less than half the price of what it would have cost new. Um, and, uh, you know, considering that cars tend to hold the value a little bit better overall, or we're certainly paying a little bit more for second-hand cars than we were maybe five or six years ago, um, it's amazing the deals that you can find. They've got very good deals on things like the Fiat 500, which is in, in big demand. Um, they had the 1.2S, which is like a kind of sport version. Normally has things like half leather seats, um, air conditioning, nice alloy wheels, a really lovely car. And they should be just under £12,000 new, and they're actually less than £10,000, about 9998 thereabouts. Uh, just something a shade under £10,000. Normally you can never get £2,000 off a new Fiat 500, but they've managed to do it. Um, there are certain uh, uh, garages as well that are offering a kind of bog standard entry level Fiat 500 for around about the £8,000 mark, which again is a pretty good discount. It's about £1,500 off, um, maybe a wee bit more, depending on the kind of colours choice as well. Um, and that's a lovely car, especially maybe for a learner or for someone who's looking for a small city run- runabout. It's a, just a lovely car to have. Uh, and it has the advantage of having very strong residuals. I mean, you never could have said that about a Fiat. Um, you know, a few years back, they'd have been laughing if we said, oh, does it hold its value well? Um, you know, they, they very quickly got onto the, another subject. But the Fiat 500 really is a pretty good car. Um, so, yeah, and there was the also the Fiat 500L, which is a, a kind of larger version. Uh, for example, at the Arnold Clark sale price, we happened to see one that was just over a year old, about a year and a half old. Um, it had done 17,000 miles, and it was the 500L 1.3 turbo diesel. Uh, I think it was a pop version, and it was an automatic, so quite a rare car. But that car listing was about £16,500 at least, if not a bit more. And it was selling for just £9,688. So it just shows you the kind of discount um, this time of year you can get out there. I mean, that's a huge discount and really a fantastic car. And I reckon, again, you could run that car for a good few years, uh, maybe three three years, and probably get five or six grand for it, maybe even more when you come to trade it in, which is really cheap motoring in this day and age. Um, you know, less than £100 a month, basically, in depreciation, which is really not bad at all um, for that size of car. But there are just cracking deals everywhere you look. And, you know, if your local dealer is not discounting or is saying that's as much as they can do, honestly, you need to get in contact with us at hatstrickandramsey at gmail.com. 
because honestly, we can we can introduce you to dealers that are ready to to deal straight away. I'll give you another example. Very popular car, Ford Focus, uh, ZTEC turbo diesel. You can get them for just over thirteen thousand pounds, and that's pre-registered, so you'd be the second owner. But you know how much that car was new? Nineteen thousand. So that's a saving of six thousand pounds. Really, quite an incredible deal, uh, and worth it because at the end of the day, that's like the first year's depreciation on the, on the car straight away. You'd be struggling to get a second-hand one for that money. Um, you know, low mileage X demo would probably cost that, if not a bit more. So they are the cars are available. If your dealer, as I say, isn't isn't providing you with one, um, just contact us, and we can put you in touch with one. So yeah, there's. Uh, Hundreds and hundreds of, of brilliant deals. Um, there are other deals on things like the Fiat Punto. There's at least £2,000 off most Ford Fiestas, um, some even more. In fact, some of the diesel versions, which are some of the best of the Fiesta range, are actually nearly £3,000 off. Um, there's decent discount on things like the Ford EcoSport. Um, there's even reasonable discount on the new Ford Mondeo, which is a really stunning car. In fact, some people think it looks like the new Aston Martin with that lovely new grille. And they're available. Again, I can actually personally do to the dealers that can get you that car with um, at least two to three thousand pounds off already, um, which is pretty good for a new model Ford. And that's pretty much any colour you want. Uh, obviously, some of them are factory orders. They might take two or three months to get, but there's some fantastic deals, and it's a really really nice car. Very good family car. So let's get on to a review. Um, last week I drove the Infiniti Q50 Sport uh, automatic in diesel trim. Uh, this was from the Infiniti garage in Glasgow. So very much thank you to them for letting me have the car. Um, it was really a, a very nice experience. I drove from Glasgow down to Port Glasgow and round and about. Um, and it was also snowing. So I thought, hmm, that could be quite exciting. Thankfully we had no, not too much drama um, but it was, yeah, from the, from the moment I stepped in it, I have to admit, I do quite like it. It's got a really nice driving position. It feels like a, a, a kind of old-style cockpit when you jump in. Um, and it's got two um, LCD, or what they call it, you know, display kind of tablet-style um, uh, uh, television units in the car in the centre console. Um, they are quite complicated, um, kind of like a Citroen DS5 for anyone who's into the Citroëns. Um, it's not the kind of car you just jump in and drive away. It takes a little while to get used to everything and to work all the all the all the numbers and all the buttons. Well, it's all touchscreen, um, but it still takes a little bit of getting used to. In fact, what was quite funny was that I wanted to know when I was driving down uh, to Port Glasgow um, what the economy was. So I asked the salesman who'd come along with me. Um, and I said, uh, you know, can you, it's given me an average, but I would like to know a live figure um, because it should be doing about 60 miles to the gallon or thereabouts if you're staying about 60. Um, and so he said, yeah, no problem, I'll find that out for you. And all I heard was this deep, deep, deep sound as he was doing all his uh, uh, numbers and so on on the touchscreen. And for about five minutes, he was typing away without much, without much luck. And eventually, he, after resetting the entire computer system, I managed to get the live figure for the economy. So all I could say was, well, that was easy, wasn't it? And uh, So it does take a little bit of getting used to. I'm sure once you've had the car for a wee while, um, it will actually work. And I have to admit, it was quick enough, seemed to be quite, uh, the diesel engine was maybe not as refined as some, but it was still quite quick. Um, and uh, it, it drove pretty well. It has this self-steering feature, 
where basically it has cameras that keep you in line with the road. So um, you've got to keep your hands on the wheel at all times, um, but you can just hold it quite lightly, um, and it will actually steer when you when you activate it for a wee while. So it was quite interesting driving it. It did feel slightly, I have to say, detached from the road. You knew it was going to go around the corner, but it was it didn't quite give you the feel, and I had it on quite a heavy setting to try and get as much feel as I could. But it was nice, and I can certainly see that electric power steering systems are the way forward and you know getting rid of all the hydraulics and all that kind of thing is going to be the future so when it when it get as it gets better i think it's going to be it's going to be pretty good but overall if you're used to driving something like a bmw 3 series then i think you would um you'll probably prefer um the bmw at the moment uh, but yeah so um, I have to say I drove that car, an identical car as well, and also the hybrid version at Goodwood at the Festival of Speed last year, and that was fantastic. That was really, really good. The hybrid version is very, very quick, makes a lovely sound, does remarkable economy, over 40 miles to the gallon plus, um, and it's even more refined and comes with even more toys. Um, so yeah, so then overall I have to say, I mean, I drove it for a good half an hour to an hour, um, and it was, yeah, a very nice experience. Um, probably one of the best deals out there just now on that car is about £269 a month. Uh, that is, I think that is a three-year deal, 3 plus, 30, uh, plus 35. Um, but there are, again, give us, a, give us an email on hattrickandramsey at gmail.com and I can get you exact figures on that car. Um, and again, Infinity Glasgow uh, was really, a, they were very, very good. And if you are in that area and you want to go and have a look at that car, Tell them you heard about it on Hatchick and Ramsey Unleashed. That um, so yeah, so it was a very good car. It was fun. It survived the snow and the and the and the weather. Um, and I would have to say that on a on a contract tire, I think it's worth a look. I know there are some very good deals on two year deals coming out with that as well. So that might be worth a punt on on a Q fifty uh, on one of those contract tire deals. Gives you something a bit different because I mean that's the thing. So many cars are they're quite good, but they're all a bit similar. And it's nice to get something that stands out, especially if it's your company car and you're driving it, you know, every day and you're maybe doing twenty thousand miles a year. You want something a bit more fun. Um, this reminded me actually of some other deals that uh, I, I thought were pretty impressive. Um, a lovely car and really quite a fun car is the Toyota. Uh, GT86 which is a kind of back to old school uh, back to basics sports car um, now these are normally retailing at about twenty-five pounds to £26,000 but there are some deals again out there, give us a shout if you want them um, for just under £21,000 so it's four or £5,000 off which is pretty good again these are pre-registered um, just simply means that you would be the second owner on that car but it's a it's a cracking deal actually I was, I was pretty impressed um, on the current model Vauxhall Astra 5-door, you can get those from just eleven to £11,500 for the base 1.4 models. Um, there are some that are even cheaper than that, but that's a fair ballpark figure, which is, again, very cheap um, for a new car. Um, some of the Mazda deals, if you like Mazdas, like the new Mazda 3, which is very impressive, and the Mazda 6, which is a very good car indeed, um, and the CX-5, the four-wheel drive version of that is very good. Um, there are again potentially three to four thousand pounds off, um, certainly up to up to about three thousand pounds off maximum on a three, um, but I've seen a wee bit more than that on the Mazda uh, Mazda six as well, which is not bad because it's quite a popular car, um, and residual values aren't too bad, 
Um, again, with a high, relatively highly priced, they do fall a wee bit, but you know, some of the Mazda dealers don't necessarily discount very much. So there are some deals out there, um, and we can put you in touch with them um, if you would like to know more. So let's go on to another subject. How about last week's question time? If you're a bit of a political buff, um, then question time is certainly one you don't want to miss. And I have to admit, uh, the, this week as well with Andrew Neil after question time is also very good. I did, did enjoy it immensely, actually. It was very good. Um, but it always uh, excites me when I hear the name David Starkey. And he was one of the main guest speakers. Uh, and it was, it was fantastic. And normally David Starkey either gets booze or cheers. And it was a good mixture Last last week, he certainly managed to uh, get get the uh, get the panel going. He normally insults everybody on the panel, um, but he was he was a bit quieter in that way. Um, but he had some very good points. He was the only person pointing out um, that the government, the actual deficit, um, was still going up. Um, yes, borrowing had come down, but the deficit had doubled um, since the Conservative and the coalition had taken over. Now, obviously, it was going to go up because. We, you know, they inherited a complete almost bankruptcy of the economy, um, so they had to start from somewhere. Um, but they haven't maybe cut quite as much as they could have done. Certainly they've, they've done that from public services or from frontline services, but there's so much more out there that they can cut. You know, that's basically the point he was saying, is that, you know, that everything's been, safe, been, been cut to shreds except the NHS and the education budget. And maybe those are the kind of things we have to look at because we have to ask ourselves the question, what do we really want in Britain? What kind of country do we want to be? Do we want these big state services or are we, are we really finding out now we've got to have alternatives and try and make things better, doing more ourselves and have more innovation to make things work? Because everybody says they can make public services more efficient and more innovative, but it never, ever happens. There's, I think, only a limit as to what you know can happen in public services. Um, I once heard that actually if you just, you know, the, the biggest problem and the biggest thing that, that has really damaged our economy is in work benefits, things like tax credits, because then that gets people used to, you know, not funding themselves. They have to always have government support in everything. And then it's very, very hard for people to get off that because they, they can lose so much money depending on the job that they have. Um, and so many people now rely on things like child benefit, child tax credits, um, and other income, you know, just to, just to keep above board. So it's going to be interesting. What do we do? What is the way forward to try and figure out how we can, A, cut the deficit, because we need to be balancing the books. We can't keep going on with all this debt because it's just costing so much money and eventually it's going to have to be paid back. And especially with the euro crisis, you know, if, if these countries start falling like dominoes, which, you know, um, Greece is at the verge of exiting the euro, um, their election is any time now, and if they, if the left-wing Syriza uh, party wins it, they're going to try and renegotiate the bailout terms. It's unlikely that's going to go ahead, um, and they will simply have to drop out of the euro. Now, it's something that, that UKIP, um, especially, you know, when Nigel Farage has been saying for many, many years now, it should have been done, and I have to Admit to agreeing with them, and there's been other commentators as well, like Daniel Hannan, the MEP, the Conservative MEP, who also said, you know, it's just for some of these uh, countries that joined the euro really with no proper way of, of being able to afford to be in it, no ways that they could compete with Germany, um, and yet they did it anyway. And now look at the mess they're in. And if they start collapsing, you know, it's going to put the the rates up. And then if if we find after a general election, for example, we could have a a Labour. SNP and Green Coalition 
Um, you know, it, they're they're wanting to cut austerity. They're wanting to borrow even more. That could be the 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 death knell of our of our any kind of economic growth at all. But I have I've been thinking about this. In fact, I've even been writing a book about it. And one of the things I think is is such a good idea. And it's I wouldn't say it's been copied because other people have other ideas as well. But um, in terms of uh, many years ago, uh, a chap called Milton Friedman, who any of you who are, who are familiar with American politics, he was a, a kind of libertarian economist. I, I've only started listening to him quite recently, but very, very interesting. And he talked about a thing called a negative income tax. So basically it would be for people. So everyone who was, like, for example, over the age of 18, if they were unemployed or if they were um, just under a, a certain level of income, let's say... Thirty thousand pounds, or you know, um, they would get a guaranteed uh, level of income. So it meant that they would say they got, let's say they got a hundred pounds a week, right? So that's five thousand pounds roughly in, in in throughout a year. But the thing was, they never had to, uh, you know, that that was the maximum amount of benefit they would get, um, and they could obviously work on top of that, and they didn't have to notify anybody. They could simply work, and the money that they earned from that, they would then in turn pay taxes on. Um, and uh, but that five thousand pounds a year up to a certain income level that would be um, uh, it would be allowed it would be legal so there's no there's no benefit fraud um, but that's the only thing they get and I have to say it seemed to make an awful lot of sense because when you think about it we've got so many different types of benefits you have uh, you know disability allowance you have job seekers allowance um, you have you know kind of carers allowance you've got uh, uh, child tax credits child benefits. All these different things. Now, if you got rid of all of that, in, for example, in Britain, so no job seekers, no housing benefits, no tax credits, child benefit, nothing. But you replace that with a negative income tax. So, for example, it would be £100 a week for anyone over the age of 18. I reckon you would actually save some money because, I mean, how much money must it cost this country to pay out all these extra welfare benefits? And the problem is people, you know, it, they know they're going to lose money if they if they start working, they're always going to face that cliff of of a financial problem. So of course it's it, it's not always in their interest then to take certain work on. And if they do take work on, they they can find themselves in a very difficult place. But if you got rid of that, it must surely be worth it. You know, if not up to about a hundred billion pounds, if you think no job centres, privatise a lot of it or just get rid of it, I think a privatisation of that would be pretty good anyway. And you could you could run everything through your local council office anyway. That's to me it makes um, far more sense. So you wouldn't have housing benefit, you wouldn't have child tax credits, child benefit. All that would be scrapped. But everybody under a certain level of income, let's say thirty five thousand pounds, just say before the forty percent tax level, um, would get this five thousand pounds a year, hundred pound a week, and then you could go on and and that would be almost like your tax free amount. And then set say you pay you know a small amount of tax above that, and then you know up to the kind of uh, amounts that they that they are today. For example, twenty you pay twenty percent over ten and a half thousand. So you could even probably keep that in place. But the thing is, people could then go out there and work. You're at your you know your your husband and wife or your your partners um, who are living in a house. They would bring in eight hundred pounds a month on average, um, regardless of what they did. So one could work part time, or one could stay at home and look after the children where the other partner went out to work full-time. And I think that would be a... You know, if it means everybody gets a fair start. When you turn 18, you've got, a, you've got a start. It could help to pay towards rent and council tax. You know, all those things would remain. Um, but you'd have cut a massive amount 
um, of of, uh, of of debt on your you know and costs for government. Now, what was quite funny was that I was watching an interview with Caroline Lucas from the Greens, and they have this thing called the Citizens Award. Now, I mean, the Green Party is completely loony, and when I saw this, I thought, goodness me, this is quite funny that they're coming up with it. But it, it would be it's a similar principle. But the difference is not only do they want this Citizens Award, which is about eighty pounds a week, but they want to have everything else. They, you know, they still believe in job seekers allowance and all these other things. So it would be, it was going to cost them. I mean, I'm, Andrew Neil, I think it was, or one of the people who was interviewing, I, I, um, said it was going to cost something like two hundred and forty billion pounds a year to do this, and that was on top of every other benefit that was going. And you know, you just think it was crazy. But my only reason why I think that the the idea on its own. Um, of having this this negative income tax is or citizens award type um, uh, benefit means that it gives if that's it's, it's the ideal answer to fairness but you get rid of everything else it only works if you get rid of everything else you can't keep the two going and expect it to be working so yeah so let me know what you think because I'm writing about it I'm doing quite a lot of research and I'm getting quite good feedback. And I reckon it might just be the thing that might just work. I know that the Tories are working towards what they call the universal credit. And that seems to be a similar idea of bringing all the benefits into one. Uh, But I still just think, let people have one type of income if they're on a a low family income as it is. And it gives them the flexibility where they don't have to tell anybody they're working because that is their money anyway. And as long as it's up to within a certain level of income, it would be absolutely fair you can go out, you can earn what you need to, you pay your taxes, you pay your VAT, you do all your bits and pieces that you need to, and so you'd actually pay a lot of that cost back. I mean, I reckon you'd get at least half the population who would be awarded it in the first place to pay, um, you know, the, to pay what they were actually getting back anyway, because their earnings, the average earnings are £18,000 a year. So if you added that to the 5000 that's 23000 and you're paying 20% tax on that, it would more than pay a good bit of that back. So... That's my ideas for, let's say, the political answer of the week rather than the question, why not about an answer? Well, I can hardly believe that's nearly half an hour done and we've had cars, we've had politics. Um, How about a bit of sport? Um, For anyone who's been watching the uh, TV, it's been a bit quiet, especially on the Formula One front. I have to admit, I can't wait to Formula One starts this year. I think it's March the 16th in Melbourne. It'll be about three in the morning or four in the morning for all the British viewers um, to see the first race of the season. I was overjoyed when uh, Lewis Hamilton won last year and it really was great um, to see him get his second title. I mean, I've been following him ever since he came into the sport in 2007 and he so nearly got it in his first year and he got it, of course, in his second year. And really 2010 and 11, he was that close. There were a few races that, that cost him it. Um, but I think he's a, a good role model actually for Formula One. He seems like quite a, um, even though he's a very wealthy man, quite a, a down to earth kind of person from people who have met him and the interviews that he gives. He does seem to be quite a thankful and kind of, you know, he always talks about in his interviews that he's a blessed kind of person. And I think that's always a good sign um, with people that feel a bit more down to earth because I remember when they used to interview people like Eddie Irvine and he was the complete opposite. He really was the kind of playboy of Formula One. And uh, I remember Murray Walker saying that he wasn't his favourite person to interview because he really felt he didn't really care about what was happening um, but you know we're seeing a more I think mature level of driver come through especially with people like Lewis and Nico and the current crop I mean um, you know they, they've provided us with some fantastic racing 
uh, in 2014. Um, it'd be nice if the cars were a bit noisier. I think that was a, most people agree that the new engines were too quiet and they needed, you know, Formula One is about a show and experience. And although the racing was great, you need the noise. I remember going to Hareth to watch the testing and to anyone who likes Formula One and who wants to get onto, into Grand Prix on the cheap, I have to admit, as a Scotsman, <laughs> there's no better way than, than going to Hareth. Uh, you can fly to Malaga, then it's about a two-hour drive, an hour and a half to two-hour drive in a in your cheap hire car to Hareth. Um, you just go past Gibraltar and up towards the northwest, and Hareth is about about two hours from Malaga. Um, and you can get into um, the circuit at Hareth. Uh, when I was there four years ago, it was just €10 Euros to get in, and if you paid €20, Euros, you could get a special pass that got you into the pit lane, or just above the pits, so you could actually see the pit stops and the rest of it happening. And it's a fantastic day out. Um, it's, you have to be quick, though, because it, it's the 1st to the 4th of February this year that they're going to be testing in Jerez. Then after that, it's Barcelona. Um, but it's a phenomenal experience, um, and it's great fun. And most of the drivers are going to be there. Uh, normally they take it day, a day apiece. I think Nico Rosberg starts for the Mercedes team on the Sunday the 1st, and then I think it's Lewis Hamilton taking over on the 2nd. So yeah, it's well worth it if you want to get a look at the new cars. You never know who you might meet there, although security is pretty tough to try and get in to see people, but it's it's worthwhile going if you're a bit of a Grand Prix fan. And let's hope the year gets on well, and we hope and pray as well for uh, Jules Bianchi, who had that horrifying crash last year in Japan. Uh, we pray that he makes a, a full recovery. Um, there have been a few stories in the press um, about Michael Schumacher, because of course he had that terrible skiing accident over a year ago, but now he's back home in Switzerland, um, back in his house, and is receiving treatment. And there have been stories that he is making progress, so we hope and pray that uh, he makes a good full recovery. Um, and for any of our listeners who have people who might be unwell, we hope and pray that they will get better soon and make good recoveries. But it's that's um, coming to an end tonight for the uh, it's the Hatrick in the hot seat. Thanks for listening. Uh, as I say, if you want any more information regarding particular deals, or if you're looking for a deal on a car, give us an email at hatchingandramsey at gmail dot com. We can put you in touch with I believe the best deals out there and saving how much money we can get you saving. So you have a fantastic night, have a great week, and we'll speak to you later. Bye-bye.